this is the audio diary of the fifth day of the seventh, ninth month, sorry. This is the fifth day of the ninth month, the year 2020. I am sitting by Spruce Lake, uh, which is the campground we're staying at for two nights in a row. And it, Spruce Lake is a beautiful, wonderful lake in the middle of South Chilcotin Mountain Park. There are so many things I need to catch you up on. It's kind of hard to know where to begin. I actually want to start in kind of reverse chronological order. I want to start right here where I am, uh, which is I'm sitting on this like driftwood log. So I'm actually sitting pretty much on the lake, not by the lake shore. I'm sitting on the lake. The lake is actually not that deep. It's like not even deep, but it's actually covered the bottom is actually covered in silt so it is a bit misleading because if you step down you will see water ripples are going across the lake. There's a bit of wind, which I'm sure is getting caught in the recording. I have a beautiful view of many mountains, including Mount Sheba. Wonderful, beautiful, stunning Mount Sheba. And I have the sun to my left. It's probably a bit past 3pm. Yeah, it's 3.04. Uh, and I'm just at peace. Like, there's no one else on the campground except for my um, hiking buddy, Carissa, and it's beautiful and peaceful and I couldn't ask for anything different or anything more. It's, yeah, it's exactly that, it's just wonderful and peaceful. Uh, <laughs> that isn't to say that uh, I didn't have my fair share of adrenaline rushes either um, this morning or also uh, yesterday. I think I last my last recording was at Hummingbird Lake uh, campground, which is about 7.6 kilometers from here. Um, not as the crow flies, but definitely on foot it's 7.6 because my Google Fit recorded 7.6 kilometers both ways. Uh, if you ever attempt to actually come to this provincial park, please know that the trail summaries posted online are grossly off. In particular, uh, they underestimate all the distances and it will mislead you and you will face that inevitable um, dread in your heart when you know that you still got a couple at least extra kilometers to go when you expected it to be shorter. So anyway, so Hummingbird Lake was the last time I recorded and I talked about um, kind of worrying about the way back. Uh, I have clearly come back safely. This morning we went on to do something called the High Trail, which was marked as extremely scenic. And that was not a lie, but uh, the views that I got to see up there were basically the most beautiful mountain lookouts I have ever seen in my life. It was epic <laughs> to no comparison. Uh, and it, what the wonderful thing was, I basically got a 360 view of surrounding mountains, the surrounding mountains. And the wonderful thing about kind of the caribou uh, mountain range out here 
is that it's not one kind. It looks very different from mountain to mountain. Some are kind of dark bluish gray. Uh, some are very reddish with the rainbow colors I talked about yesterday. Uh, red, uh, different kinds of red, more pink to more vibrant yeds, reds to kind of whitish, beigeish colors to yellowish colors to some vegetation, again, rainbow colors. Um, some really desolate looking uh, sand dunes that were kind of like black and brown in color. Uh, and some snow-capped peaks in the distance as well. I could basically get a bit of a 360 of some amazing mountain ranges that you can't see from the current elevation we're at, which is uh, 15, about 1,500 meters. So from here, you can't tell, but if you go up to, uh, I think we went to up to 2,350 meters, I think that's the elevation we got to, uh, you can see some crazy 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 views again the most beautiful thing i'm pretty sure i've seen in my entire life unfortunately i didn't get to enjoy it in full because there was a grizzly bear so <laughs> we were going through this wooded section which is also again beautiful in its own way there were some alpine meadows which again just ugh, it's so great alpine meadows it was so idyllic um there's a stream running from you know, wherever the snow melt is, there's a tiny little stream running through uh, meadows and wildflowers and beautiful slopes in the background um, and some kind of mossy, uh, mossy things on the ground, shrubs and hedges. It's just stunning. Again, very different from the UK. But, and different from other places in BC that I've ever been to. I think it actually is a bit similar. I think I've seen other alpine meadows on Joffrey Lake, which is another uh, popular trail, um, a bit more south than here in BC, around Pemberton. And so the meadows was beautiful. And then we were just about to come on to uh, this ridge, probably a 15-minute walk from uh, windy pass which was the destination we were going to when Carissa spotted a bear it was a grizzly a single grizzly bear um, apparently a male uh, it looked at us we were panicked uh, she immediately grabbed her bear spray handed over her hunting knife to me and we started you know speaking very loudly at it uh, shouting things at it and kind of you know making ourselves be big, I waved around my pole, um, and it didn't come towards us, it really wasn't interested in us, it did take a look at us, but really wasn't interested in us, but obviously our hearts were pounding, because it was not that far, the bear was not that far from us, um, and it's a grizzly, which, um, if you don't know the difference between kind of like a black bear, or brown bear, and a grizzly, is that the grizzlies are mean, and they do tend to, they can actually attack people unprovoked, and they're much more aggressive. And we knew that in Castle Pass Trail, there was an aggressive grizzly bear, which so the Castle Pass Trail was closed. Uh, we did not take the Castle Pass Trail, but apparently it was still too close. Um, it's probably still within its kind of like, um, within its territory. And so it decided that probably was chased out of Castle Pass Trail. And then instead it decided to take home in the high trail. So we very quickly kind of, 
got over Windy Pass, um, climbed up higher onto a ridge. Uh, that would give us the best kind of visibility and sightline of the bear, which happened to be Spruce Peak. Again, uh, which was like a black sandy dune. It's, it's gorgeous. And up there, like I said, uh, some of the best views I have ever seen in my life. But we were trying to find different routes to get around the bear, what to do about it. Um, we were talking about a route that would take us far out, really far out, that would make us do like a 30k day including some scrambles, but there was an option to basically not go back the same trail because we noticed that the bear was digging. It went inside, it kind of chilled there. So, and it didn't, had no intention of leaving that hole that it had dug. And we realized it's a den, probably a new den, probably because it was chased out of the other Castle Pass trail. So it decided to find a new den. Um, it happened to be about five to 10 meters away from the high trail. Yeah, not the best spot, bear. And so the we were up probably at least a couple hundred meters above it, really far. Um, but we, because we were on like an open exposed ridge, we could see everything. We sat down, we said, okay, we're going to figure out what to do. Um, we're going to have an early lunch and either, we were originally hoping it would leave, but we soon figured out it's a den. It's not going to leave. Um, and then we saw a very terrifying scene of a low mountain biker coming up. Uh, and we, like, through the woods, too, there are a few trees before uh, in the alpine meadows before we get onto the open ridge. And we were shouting, the top of our lungs, go away, there's a bear, grizzly, there's a bear, turn back, turn back. And the biker just kept going, also wasn't making any noise either. Um, unlike both of ourselves who had been screaming, yo bear, hey bear, this entire time as we were walking through the trail, uh, this, you know, mountain biker wasn't making any noise. Um, and yeah, we were really, really scared for, um, him. And we thought we were going to watch a mauling, uh, from a safe distance, but that's not what we wanted to watch. Uh, my heart was pounding out of my chest. I felt so bad for the biker. Um, I just wanted to get them to get away safely. They Then we also saw two extra bikers behind him that were hidden by the woods and that were also coming this way also didn't hear us or, you know, didn't seem to act like they heard us. And then the bear, you know, the grizzly left the den to walk, kind of approach the first, um, first biker. Uh, the biker stood his ground, started speaking to it. Go away, I don't want to hurt you. Go away, go away. And the bear started charging at him, as in running, probably not full speed, but definitely running towards the man. And we both gasped, like, yeah, we thought we were watching a mauling. <laughs> Um, in real life and turns out and, and then we heard a loud bang and a bit of a and Carissa said she saw a bit of a smoke coming and the bear was startled we were startled and then the bears run ran um, in the opposite direction which is actually towards the two uh, two bikers um, but didn't actually approach the bikers 
uh, eventually left behind some kind of sand dune and it was out of sight. Now, we were clearly scared out of our wits. <laughs> I was so glad that we did not witness a mulling. Nobody got hurt. And then we were talking about what to do. Uh, so uh, Carissa asked me to run down and see viewers talking about could we kind of stay in a group and kind of keep ourselves safe. Um, yeah. And, and then we um, ended up going into, uh, I saw, I ran down the dunes to approach them and I tried to speak to them. Um, and then I asked them like, where are you going? Can we join you? Uh, they said they're going in a completely different direction than we were. So they were not coming back to the campground at all in a completely different direction. And they were mountain bikers. And then I asked, do you have a map? Can we see it? And they said, yeah. And so they waited for me to run down. Uh, so I did, and I spoke to them, and they kind of explained how to use the bear banger, which, again, if you've never heard of it, it's kind of like a explosive flare device you can have with you, and you can use it exactly in the circumstance that they did, which is to set it off uh, when the bear gets too close, and it'll scare it off. And, yeah, just because the bears don't want to attack you as much as, you know, you don't want to be attacked by the bear. They also don't want to be attacked. They don't want to attack you either. Um, also in a place like, you know, this beautiful park where there's plenty of food, they're not hungry. They don't need you. They just feel threatened. You just happen to basically trespass on their private property by being in their territory. Um, and it's just trying to scare you off, right? And so, so... Uh, we, I, they actually had two bear, functional bear bangers on their hand. And so they lent us one, which was the sweetest thing ever. And they taught me how to use it. Um, and so apparently what he did was as soon as he saw the bear, he had pulled out his bear spray in one hand, um, and then had the bear banger in the other. And then as soon as he started charging, you know, set it off, set the banger off. And, you know, he was ready to spray if the bear didn't come didn't stop coming towards him so he was prepared and apparently this is the second time he's been charged by a grizzly so he knows he knows this shit what can i say um and they they seemed actually not nonchalant that's not the right word but they se didn't seem too worried they kind of give, gave us some um heads up about what's the best way they said you know risking the scramble is not a great idea it's better to actually be in a bear territory because Bears are very territorial. They don't share territories. So if you see a bear, that is the only bear in the territory, most likely. Um, unless it's a family with cubs, for example. Uh, but they said that this was a single male bear. Male bear. What a tongue twister. So, you know, if it ran off, it's, it's run off. And whatever it is, it's really scared. Uh, so, you know, it's not going to come back. And if you know, since it's already scared by the bear banger, if you set it off again, it's not going to come towards you. So they lent us that bear banger, which was the sweetest thing ever. I had it in my hand the entire time. And we still didn't want to go too close to the actual den. And so we decided to do a bit of a bushwhack. Uh, so we went off trail, you know, neither of us wanted to trample the vegetation. Uh, we obviously wanted to stay on trail, but this was a different time, right? This is, this is a bit of an emergency for us. And so we decided to go back the way we came, but we did a bushwhack, um, 
off uh, a bit of a distance away from the den so definitely not going within 10 meter radius of the den um, and also in an area where we wouldn't have trees so we had more visibility and we had more sight uh, so that bear, bear couldn't like pounce on us or creep up on us to the level where we couldn't respond with our bear spray or our bear banger right we wanted to have at least like we wanted to have like 20 30 meters visibility in kind of as many directions as we could so that you know we could load the load the bear banger or like pull out the um pull the safety um trigger off on our bear spray so and we did and we bushwhacked and again like i said one of the most beautiful trails not one of the most the most the most beautiful trail um i've ever walked it was the highlight high high trail um and the bushwhack through the meadows was so stunning but we were obviously very distracted we were anxious and we were shouting like yo bear the entire time um and then we finally got to a place where we um met the official trail again and we knew that this was coming because we knew the point where the creek um we had to cross the creek in, in the actual trail and we felt safe enough to go back on trail and then we met you know a few hikers and a few cyclists along the way and we explained the situation some were scared some were not but you know be aware um have your bear spray out like don't you know be aware of your surroundings right watch out uh, make a lot of light loud noise things like that um we also met a couple that didn't have a bear banger, but had a bear horn and a bear spray, which I thought was pretty good. Another mountain biker with a solo mountain biker, which of course is always scarier, um, with a bear ba uh, bear spray as well. So people were um, prepared in their own little ways, but I, have, I know for a fact that if I ever go out um, hiking in BC again, I am going to definitely buy a bear banger. Uh, no doubt about that. So, um, really excited and happy that we both got um, to our campground safe. And also, it was nice that we got to warn a few other people about what was going to happen. Hopefully, um, so they could, you know, stay stay okay. Uh, yeah, and that nobody was hurt. But talk about an adrenaline rush, right? <laughs> I am... Um, confident that i really would love to come back and do this again especially the high trail again in a proper way i think i might like to do this either solo or someone with someone um who you know maybe is a bit uh matches my well carissa matches my hiking speed very well pretty well actually she's a bit slower but in general pretty well uh yeah i think i would like to come Again, I just don't know if I actually could come again alone because obviously bears and all these kinds of, um, like I said, this is a pretty wild place. Uh, so, yeah. We're doing well. Um, and again, it's hard to complain. This is, despite the dangers, we've both come away safely and with a really, really cool story to tell. And also some knowledge about what to do in such a situation as well as an instinct to watch out for and to respond in the right way which i think is <laughs> great and we learned all this without actually us getting charged at we 
learn this by watching someone else get charged. So, <laughs> you know, there's a lot of experiential knowledge that you can't get without experiencing it yourself. That we didn't experience it ourselves, and we still pretty much got a fair share of our experiential knowledge. So, uh, yeah, really, really, really excited uh, to have um, to have this, and because. I'm much more afraid of humans than I am of um, the outdoors. I mean, yes, outdoors has a series of multiple different, uh, um, many many dangers, but dangers here, I actually find the outdoors more forgiving. Yeah, I think humans can be very sinister. Humans can be very dangerous. Humans can be very mean. Um, And I actually find that yeah, the outdoor actually gives more than it takes <laughs> or threatens. So I am very, very thankful for this wonderful hike. Uh, I, Despite all the dangers, I would highly recommend it. And chances are, um, if any of you or I come back to do this trail, they'll definitely, after this incident gets reported, they'll definitely... It might they might even for example relocate the that particular bear to a completely new region uh to try and keep it away from try and keep it away from the trail so hoping that that's what's going to happen and the bear doesn't get put down or um yeah hoping that the bear didn't get put down or any kind of like gets in danger i just hope it gets safely relocated to a completely different location <laughs> um just to also let you know, there's some beautiful blue dragonflies flying around this entire lake. Uh, and there's a couple of, like, jumping fish, apparently. I, I didn't see them. But I have heard a bit few ripples, and I don't think I was paying at- enough attention to the actual lake. But, yeah. Very, very, very happy about that. Um... I do also want to talk about the um, hike back from Hummingbird Lake, but this is already becoming a really long recording, so I might cut it here. I think I'll try to space out the trail reports in a way that uh, will record. That kind of covers different incidents, so you don't have to listen to every, just like massive amounts of audio at once, and they'll kind of probably come as separate episodes. Hope you enjoy them because for me as well, they are kind of like the most interesting things that have ever happened. Um, beautiful South Chilcotin Mountain Park. Uh, highly, highly recommended. <laughs> I really, really want to come back. I mean, I'm here and I'm already co- I, I, I'm already dreaming of coming back. <laughs> it would be really great. I think I would love to come back with someone I love and trust. That's uh, as much as great as Carissa is of a hiking buddy. We're, you know, we are new friends, if probably new acquaintances as of right now, and hopefully new friends as time passes. Um, but I would love to come back with a old friend. Yeah, and surprisingly, the trail hits uh, the campsites here are really well established, and the facilities are actually very great. Both the pit toilets and the food caches and. Um, there's picnic tables, there's benches, it's just all around really great. It, I couldn't recommend it more. 
Um, I'm going to dip my feet in the lake again. Uh, for no reason other than the fact that I can. Oh. And it feels so good between the toes. Especially after a long day of hiking. After a long two days of hiking. It feels so good between the toes. Um, I think we're going to keep it pretty simple and easy. Uh, for both. For the rest of the day, we've had enough of an adrenaline rush. I also have a little bit of a blister um, forming on this particular, on my left big toe, because I know, I, I knew I didn't hadn't tied up my shoelaces tight enough when I was coming downhill, but I was, you know, pretty anxious to get out of there. Like, I was didn't want to take a lot of time to... Um, loiter around looking small like crouching down on the ground obviously uh, we wanted to get out of there uh, out of bear country and the territory so I didn't time retie my shoelaces until like halfway through and that is a great recipe for a blister so I have the beginnings of one being formed I am really looking forward to both the amazing hike down and of course the best part is we're going to be seeing the opposite direction so we'll have a little bit of a different view we'll be looking at different mountains along the way and then um so i am looking forward to kind of like the morning meadow uh hike and then another ride through the beautiful beautiful um, road trip country of um the park to Lillooet and then Lillooet to Pemberton, which is the two parts of the entire road trip. I would highly, 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 highly recommend. Um, again, one of the most scenic drives I've ever seen in my life, and I've been to Zion. Man, Zion is beautiful. Um, so it, 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 it compares like to Zion, which is, if you've ever been to Zion, and if you've ever, if you know what, I'm, what road I'm talking about in terms of the drive up to Zion, yeah, it's pretty crazy. Um, so that's what I am looking forward to. And then I may do an extra night in Whistler. So we talked to Carissa about like her dropping me off at Whistler so I could do an overnight. But I, you know, I have to be back um, into town by 3 p.m., which means if I wake up in Whistler, there's not that much I could do in Whistler. Uh, so I don't think I. I don't think I want to. I think I'll just go home <laughs> and probably take Monday to rest a little bit and just enjoy. Um, I am so, so, so happy about uh, this choice. I'm so glad um, that I came with Chris as well, uh, which obviously helped me deal with both the Chrisley and just kind of driving all of those kind of situations much better. It's wonderful and beautiful. And yeah, again, I'll cut this recording short and talk to you again later. Bye.